Radio Influence. The future is now. This is Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. A look inside the biggest and most controversial news stories you need to know now. One of the country's most relied upon law enforcement analysts, Vincent Hill. Hey, good evening and welcome to Beyond the Badge. Of course, I'm your host, Vincent Hill. Today is Tuesday, April 17th, and we're just moving along through this year. We're already in the middle of April, but unfortunately, a lot of the country has, uh, is still seeing cold weather. I mean, it snowed in parts of Tennessee yesterday. It snowed in Kentucky. I know up in Boston, they had the Boston Marathon, and for the very first time in, I think, 33 years, an American has actually won that marathon, but, you know, it was rainy, it was cold, it was freezing rain up in Boston uh, during the marathon, but, you know, even here in Atlanta on Friday, it was 80 degrees, and on Saturday, it was about 80 degrees, and then Sunday, it was in the 50s and raining, and yesterday, it was cold and in the 40s, and I know many people just like me are so ready for it to actually be springtime. I'm tired of this back and forth bipolar weather. Uh, you know, I, I think today in, in Atlanta, I think it got up to the 70s, but still, it's not where we should be right now this time of the year. But enough about that. I want to get right to it. And I want to talk about something that's been making the news uh, quite a bit in the last few days here. Uh, Friday, I was out and I usually work, uh, remote on Friday. So, you know, during the day I get to get out and do some things, do some running around and there's a Starbucks, uh, maybe about half a mile from my apartment. And, you know, I was approaching Starbucks and someone, uh, yelled out to me, are you really going in there? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going in here, you know, like. <laughs> Get me a little latte or something. And, I, you know, I didn't know what they were talking about. And they were just like, I can't believe you're going in there. And then, of course, later that evening, I I was scrolling through either Instagram or Facebook. And, you know, I all the comments were like, I can't believe this. You can't be a black man going in Starbucks. I'm like, what the heck is going on? So, you know, I watched the, the video, which was cell phone video, which starts at the point of... Uh, some Philadelphia police officers uh, escorting two black males uh, out of Starbucks, placing them in handcuffs. Uh, and, you know, that was the uproar. And I'm like, man, what what's going on? Because me being, you know, the guy that I am, I always want to see what led to the escalation. You know, officers didn't just show up, put these guys in handcuffs and walk them out. So, in the video, there's some uh, some patrons inside Starbucks, most of them uh, white, and, you know, saying the guys didn't do anything and why are they being arrested and this is racial, this is that, this is that. Uh, granted, there were some black police officers there on the scene. Uh, but anyway, so I did my research. And, of course, uh, these two gentlemen who now reports are saying they are real estate professionals, you know, that's neither here nor there, these two gentlemen come in. They ask to use the restroom. Starbucks policy, as thousands and thousands and thousands of businesses across this country, 
Their policy is if you're not a paying customer, you cannot use the restroom. These gentlemen were told that. So they decide to sit down. Again, they don't appear to be paying customers because they're just sitting there. So Starbucks policy is if you're not a paying customer, then you cannot be on the premises. It's trespassing. That's their company policy. So what did one of the employees do? They called Philadelphia's finest to come out to the scene and remove these guys for trespassing. Now, when police showed up, the guys refused to leave. So other than to escalate things, the officers that arrived on the scene called for a supervisor. Supervisor showed up. They still refused to leave. So eventually, guess what? They were told to stand up, place their hands, their hands behind their back, and they were arrested for trespassing. Now, I had someone ask me this over the weekend. Well, did the officers have to arrest them? Quite frankly, no, they didn't. But here's how they would not have gotten arrested. When police, and I've done these trespassing calls more times than I can remember, when police show up and it's a trespassing call, the police technically don't want to make an arrest for trespassing, nor do they have to. Police show up and it goes like this. Sir, you are trespassing on these premises. The owner of these premises asks you to leave. Would you please leave the premises? You get up, you leave, and the police officer says, hey, you've been warned. Please do not come back to these premises or the next time you could be arrested for the offense of trespassing. Now, the problem here at the Starbucks in Philadelphia is when police showed up, these individuals, these two black males, decided to buck authority and refused to leave. So once you refuse to leave, once you're given that lawful command because you've committed the offense of trespassing, whether you think it's small, whether you think it's big, whether you think it's stupid, whether you think whatever, that was the policy. And the law allows officers to make arrests for trespassing if the individual refuses to leave. So it turns out on social media, this became this big racial issue that these two black males couldn't go into Starbucks. Well, fact is, no one said they couldn't go into Starbucks. There was not a sign that said colored's not allowed. We don't sell, we don't serve colored's here. No, they were told if you're not a paying customer, you cannot use the restroom and you cannot sit here. So two things would have solved that. Okay, thank you very much. We will leave. Or, well, let me get a small uh, latte and put some uh, whipped cream on it. So now I'm a paying customer. So now I can sit here and drink my latte. Now I can sit here and wait for the other guy that they claimed they were waiting for because they were going to talk real estate business. But the, the, the part that gets me the most about this entire thing is when are we going to stop A, making yourself the victim, and B, making everyone else look guilty or feel guilty or cave to what you want, cater to your needs to try to appease you. Because now the Starbucks CEO is coming out and saying we're reviewing our policies and, you know, this, that, and the other, and blah, 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 and we apologize. Well, I don't apologize because if 
the police show up and tell me to leave, guess what? To avoid me being put in handcuffs, to avoid all of this stuff, to avoid going to jail and taking that trip, I'm just going to leave. And I'm just going to leave. It had nothing to do with race. I can go around and point out case after case after case after case where white males have been arrested for trespassing. You see it all the time. You see it at McDonald's where there's a homeless guy who's white who's told to leave and he's, oh, I just want to eat. And the police come and they arrest him. No one's talking about that. No one's making uh, McDonald's change their policy. The CEO is not saying we're reviewing our policy because two guys decided to come in here and break our policy. And now we got to change it for everybody. No, that's not how it works. Do you know how many times I've arrested white people for trespassing? Again, I've lost count. Do you know how many times I've been called to the scene to tell Give the warning to a white person that you are trespassing and the patrons of this business do not want you on their property. And if you come here again, you will be arrested. It has nothing to do with race. It has to do with the law. If you're trespassing and you're told to leave to prevent yourself from going to jail, you leave. And part of me, part of me thinks that this was a plant for a specific agenda. I think it was a plant for a specific agenda because they knew, these two guys knew, that if they started making enough enough ruckus that people would pull out their cell phones. They knew if they sat there and appeared to be the victims, people would pull out their cell phones. And they knew it would go viral within hours. And then they knew that Starbucks would come out and make this half-hearted apology and say, oh, we're reviewing our policies because we don't want to tick off the black community because we could go out of business. We don't want them to boycott us, which they're doing right now in Philadelphia, by the way, because we could go out of business. Think about this. Think about this. When... Did these two guys go to that Starbucks before, right? Because if they had, somebody probably would have said, oh, I know that. That's Jerome and Tyrone. They're in here all the time. They usually buy, and I know they do real estate, and they usually meet their clients here. Just think about that and let it sit in. Oh, that's Jerome and Tyrone. They're in here all the time. If I went right to Grub Burger right down the street from my apartment right now, I could sit at the bar, and I can assure you, Shaquille, who is the bartender, knows my drink. He knows what I want to eat. And he knows exactly how I like my burger because I'm in there quite frequently. Now, these two guys had been regulars at Starbucks, especially that one where most people go to conduct business or they go to do their homework or they go for the Internet. Somebody in that store would have recognized Jerome and Tyrone and said, oh, Yeah, these guys, they're here all the time. They'll buy something eventually, but right now they're just checking their emails. They're doing something. I assure you of that. So part of me believes wholeheartedly that this was a plant with a specific agenda, and it worked because everyone came.
caved into it. But why are we caving in? Just get up and leave. So to the person that asked me, did the officers have to make the arrest? They were wrong for making the arrest. No, they were not wrong for making the arrest. They gave these individuals every opportunity to get up and leave. But because they didn't, they forced the officer's hands to make the arrest. The officers, trust me, the officers, especially in a city like Philadelphia, where there's robberies, there's rapes, there's murders, there's drug dealing going on. Trust me, the last thing they want to do is to have to waste an hour and a half of their time, because that's about how long it takes from the time of the arrest to transport down to jail, to do the affidavit, to go before the commissioner, to swear out the affidavit. You just wasted an hour and a half of your time for two guys that didn't want to leave Starbucks on a trespassing charge. So trust me, the easiest resolution for those officers, which is why they called the supervisor and a few uh, other officers, the easiest resolution for them was for those two individuals to just get up and leave and not come back unless they were paying customers. So, of course, the chief of police, and I got to commend, uh, the, well, the commissioner, they call him the commissioner there in Philly, Commissioner Richard Ross, who is a black man, by the way, uh, stood up for his officers. And, you know, I, I can't say how happy I am that he didn't throw these officers under the bus and he didn't try to make it look like his white officers were acting out of line. And, you know, he gave a statement and it, it holds true to uh, exactly what happened here. And to quote it, it says, if a business calls and they say that someone is here that I no longer wish to be in my business, officers now have a legal obligation to carry out their duties. And they did just that. And that's exactly right. There was the call to 911. I said this thousands of times on this show and in other forums. When police are called, they have a legal obligation, a legal duty to go to that call. You can't just sit there and say, that's the radio keying up, uh, to Frank 13, uh, two trespassers at Starbucks on uh, Memorial Drive and blah, blah, blah. Uh, can I show you a route? Nah, two Frank 13. Nah, I'm not, I'm not going to that. Nah, you can kiss my ass. Uh, send me a different call. It doesn't work that way. When that call comes into that officer's car over the radio, guess what? He has to go. You don't get to pick and choose. You don't get to say, nah, 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 scratch that one. Uh, do you have an accident? Uh, nah, 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 scratch that one. Do you have a burglary? Nah, 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 scratch that one. You got any murders? No, it doesn't work that way. First in, first out, just like any other business. First in, first out. So when that call comes, me as that patrol officer, guess what? I have to go to that call. It is not my choice. So to rehab, to have prevented this, hey, sir, you can't be in here if you're a paying customer. If you don't leave, I'm going to call the police. Okay, I'm leaving. But instead, Jerome and Tyrone call the police. We don't care. Which goes back to what I said. It was a plant because I assure you, when these two black males were in this Starbucks, 
and everyone else in there was predominantly white, when they heard the word police, their ears percolated. And then when they heard these two black males say, oh, call the police. We don't care. We're not doing anything. Their ears percolated. And as soon as police arrived, all the cell phones came out. And then all the white people in the Starbucks, well, they weren't doing anything. They're just sitting here. I'm telling you, it was a plant. It had an agenda. And the agenda obviously worked. But what I want to see is the next time that there's a white person somewhere being told to leave, that people pull out their cell phones and, oh, he's not doing anything. And then I want people to boycott that business. And then I want it to be racial. Oh, wait a minute. You can't be racial against a white person because they're white and they have white privilege, right? (laughs) Right? No, no, no. Let's talk about privilege. Let's talk about black privilege because the black community loves to use their color to try to get away with everything. And if you say a certain thing, then you're racist. If you're keeping up with your company policy and enforcing your company policy, it only it applies to everyone else except for black people. Because if you do it to black people, then you're a racist. You're not enforcing your company policy. When the police show up to enforce the law, they're not enforcing the law. They're just doing it because they're black. It's racial. But if it's a white person, then it's just business as usual, even though we keep hearing this phrase white privilege. It's just business as usual if it's someone else other than a black person. Think about that and let it sink in. Now, some people may agree with that. Some people may call me an Uncle Tom. It won't be the first. Dang sure won't be the last. Some people may curse me out. But if you think about it, what I said is almost, if not, spot on. White Billy Bob does the exact same thing. Nobody hears about it. These two guys do it. And within an hour... It's national news. Same scenario. That company enforcing their policy. Law enforcement being called to the scene. Law enforcement having to make an arrest because the suspects, and yes, they were suspects at the time because they were trespassing. It is against the law. So yes, you can call them suspects. The suspects refuse to leave. Remember what I always say. The suspects' actions cause the officer's reaction. The suspect's actions cause the officer's reaction. So, if the two would have got up and left, gotten their cars, or however they got there, the bus, the train, their moped, I don't know how they got there, but if they would have got up, gotten their vehicle, and left, guess what? (laughs) This wouldn't be a big story. I assure you it wouldn't. But because... They were handcuffed because they were black. Now it's national news. And now everyone's saying their civil rights were violated. And now everyone is saying that we need to boycott Starbucks. I'm probably going to go there in the morning, to be quite honest with you, as a black man. Because when I go somewhere, I'm going for business. 
If I go to a store, I'm not going in there just like sit down and watch the cashier. I'm going to buy something. If I go to Starbucks, I'm going to get a Frappuccino with extra whipped cream. If I go anywhere, I have an agenda which causes me to spend money because that's why you go into businesses. And I'm smart enough to know if someone tells me, hey, you're not a paying customer, you can't be in here. I mean, think about this. Think about this. How many times have you been on the road driving, traveling, not just to work, but traveling, and you have to pee, and you see a McDonald's at the exit, and you go in the side door because you don't want to go in the front door because guess what they're going to tell you? Sir, you're not a paying customer. You can't use the restroom. We've all done it. We've all done it. But I guarantee you, if, and I've done it, and you've probably done it, if they tell you that and you say, oh, I'm just going to use the restroom and, oh, you can't do it, all right, let me get a small fry. Let me uh, let me get a small fry. Here you go. Put the small fry in the bag. I'm going to go pee, right? Because usually when you're traveling, you're hungry. And Anyway, we've all done it, but how many of us have gone to jail because of it? Not many, because if they tell us that, we either conform to being a paying customer or we leave. We go find a truck stop or we go find a rest stop. But we comply with the policy of that company and we comply with the law. If someone was to walk in my office who doesn't work there, guess what we're going to tell them to do? Sir, ma'am, we don't know who you are. If you're not here on business, which you don't appear to be, we need you to leave because that is our policy. Now, I don't know if these two guys that were at the Starbucks have day jobs, and I'm sure if they do, if someone, white, black, Chinese, Japanese, Hispanic, alien, if someone walked into their place of business that doesn't belong there, those two may be the ones to say, hey, sir, ma'am, you don't work here. We need you to leave. Now, would they in turn be racist because they're enforcing their company's policy? Or would they just be enforcing their company policy without race involved? Without social media involved, oh, it's our policy that only employees can be behind this door. You need to leave. And it wouldn't be racist at all. So I want to touch on something that the mayor of Philly said, Mayor Jim Kinney. Uh, He has asked the City Commission on Human Relations to examine Starbucks policy. Well, first of all, I don't know how the city can examine Starbucks policy because Starbucks doesn't work or is not owned by the city. But he wants them to review Starbucks policy, including the extent of or need for implicit bias training for its employees. Again, I don't know how the city can get involved in this because it's not their business. Starbucks does not work for the city. I'm sure that Starbucks is a franchise location, and I'm sure the individual that owns that franchise does not work for the mayor. But again, that goes back to what I said. 
caving in to a specific agenda because no one said that black people can't go to Starbucks. So I'm trying to figure out where this bias, this implicit bias is. No one said those two couldn't come to Starbucks. It was not posted on the door. It was not implied when they got there that black men using the restroom cannot go in the Starbucks. It was not implied. What it said was, if you're not a paying customer, didn't say a paying white customer, a paying black customer, a paying Chinese customer. It simply said, if you're not a paying customer, you cannot use the restroom, nor can you congregate lotter in this location. So where is this implicit bias training needed for its employees? So now what you're saying is every company in this country is going to have to change its policies to appease to a certain agenda, to appease to a specific agenda. Well, that's just crazy. And if I'm a business owner and my policy says that non-paying customers cannot use my facilities, cannot just hang out in here, I don't care if it's the mayor. I don't care if it's the governor. I don't care if it's the president. I don't care if it's Jesus. If that is my policy, I don't care if they're black, white, whatever. I'm not changing my policy just to appease a certain population because it's the hottest thing going in the media today. It's the best ratings in the media today. I'm not caving for anybody. A, because I'm a stubborn Capricorn and B, because it's my policy and I don't work for any of those entities. Plain and simple. That's just me. But hey, we are just about out of time. So tonight for my 10-7 segment, I want to do a little something different since we're talking about Philadelphia and the men and women there that were protecting and serving that Starbucks because that's what they were doing because Starbucks called and said that an offense was being committed on their premises. Instead of spotlighting one particular officer, I just want to call something out. Uh, The city of Philadelphia, the police department of Philadelphia has had 286 officers killed in the line of duty. Of those 286, 128 have been killed by gunfire. 128 officers in one city, which is really not that big compared to a lot of other metropolitan cities, have been killed by gunfire. So that should tell you what the crime rate is in Philadelphia. That should tell you what police officers in Philadelphia are faced with. So just because these two guys appeared to be just normal guys, so did a lot of these 128 police officers that were killed. They were dealing with what appeared to be at the start, normal guys that weren't doing anything. So I get so sick and tired when I hear people say, oh, they weren't doing anything. Well, go ask the 128 families of these officers who are dead if the suspect wasn't doing anything. 
Hey, I'm Vincent Hill. Follow me on Twitter at Vincent Hill TV, on Instagram at Vincent Hill TV. I'll see you same time right here next week, radioinfluence.com. Good night. To continue the conversation, get updates on the show, and to find out when you can see him on television, follow Vincent on Twitter at Vincent Hill TV. That's at Vincent Hill TV. This has been Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. This is a sitting ringside with David Penzer. Quick Fix on Radio Influence. I'd like to welcome the leader of the Four Horsemen, J.J. Dillon. I knew Dusty on a personal level, got to be very close friends with him and Michelle, saw his kids grow up, and Dusty... You know, for all the criticism that was dropped on him, Dusty was a great personal friend. He was an incredible draw in our business. Sure. You know, a lot of them looked at him and they, they, they thought, oh, he doesn't look like that legitimate athlete. Dusty was a legitimate athlete. He played football in college. And he was, though he, you know, he looked like the, the plumber's son, the overweight. Dusty was a legitimate athlete and he could go. And he was one of the great, great attractions in the whole history of our business. And uh, I love the guy and I really miss him. Sitting ringside with David Penzer can be found on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com. 